Welcome to the Access Church Podcast. One of the things I've come to understand is that the life of a believer is a surrender. It has to. It has to be a surrendered life. Amen. You have to come to a point, and Jesus modeled it very well when he said, "Father, let your will be done, and not my will be done." And see, sometimes the will of God looks different than our will, but we have to be willing to surrender because everything that the Lord does is perfect. And you might see Pastor Rafa, but it doesn't look perfect right now. That's okay. Leave it in God's hands. Leave it in God's timing. Allow the Lord to do whatever he has to do. See, um, uh, some of y'all know our story when baby Jeremiah was born. Um, or before he was born, they had told us that he, there's a very high percentage that he was going to come with Down syndrome. And of course, they, they asked us if we were willing to continue um, to continue the, the process of the pregnancy. And we said yes. So as a Christian, as a believer, you're always praying and you're always believing towards the very end. And I know there's people here that uh, like, like Pastor are fighting for a miracle or fighting uh, through prayer and warfaring. And sometimes things in going on in your life don't look like the, how you want them to be. But at the end of the day, let me tell you this. When you surrender, God's will is going to be perfect. We were remembering uh, a couple of days ago, we were in San Antonio and uh, Mijo, had a checkup with the doctors and 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 we were just remembering everything that the Lord has done Um, Joanna was looking into uh, there's an application called my charts where you're able to see the history and one of the things that 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 we encountered after Miko was born um, was that he had a very severe brain hemorrhage but we didn't know the severity of it the the harshness of it until a few weeks ago uh, we realized that he had a stage four brain hemorrhage and a stage four hemorrhage, we're looking it up and literally there's like a 50% chance of survival. And when I asked the doctor, how or in what area can he be affected? They said in any area. But God, amen, came over him, healed him. And now you see baby Jeremiah running all over the place. So let me tell you this, the life of a believer is a surrendered life. I don't know what you're going through. Maybe your trial, your tribulation, your hardship looks different than ours. But let me tell you something. Our God is the same God. The God who healed Jeremiah from a, from a stage four brain hemorrhage is the same God that can do something in your life. It's the same God that can do something in your family. It's the same God that can do something inside of you. But let me tell you something. Never stop believing. Leaving. Never stop crying out to him. Never stop going into the word of God and saying, God, your word says this. So I stand by faith. I stand believing you. I stand believing everything that you said. And you know what? Even if it doesn't go your way, let me tell you that his way is even more perfect. And he knows exactly what he is doing. And I'm not going to tell you that we didn't cry because we cried a lot crying is normal amen praying to God you know what cry to him all you want because only he can bear the hardest and the heaviest burdens of your life amen I want to start off with the message today that the Holy Spirit has been really dealing with me about 
and uh, and honestly, it's something that that we're preaching every every Wednesday here um, in Access Español. And the Lord gave me the privilege of bringing uh, a sermon series in regards to the power of the blood of Jesus. Amen. The power of the blood, and a lot of the times we forget the power of the blood and what the blood of Jesus came to do. But you know something? I, I grew up in, in a home where we would go and visit my grandmother. And for all of y'all in Access Plus, know a little bit about how my grandmother really impacted me in the faith and how the Lord really did something uh, through her to impact the life of her family. And uh, my grandmother was a woman of faith. Um, she uh, came to Christ and maybe about a year, a year and a half later, she passed away. But in that year, year and a half, she was able to really impact our lives. So we grew up and, and one of my aunts uh, would constantly have convulsions because of the epileptic seizure or epileptic seizures and I remember that when she would have the epileptic seizures uh, she would fall to the ground she would start shaking violently uh, she would start saying things that were out of this world and I remember something that really impacted me that my grandmother would go and would put her hand over her and would just start crying out and would say there is power in the blood of Jesus hay poder en la sangre de Cristo hay poder en la sangre and she would cry out and although she wasn't a Christian at that time amen I, I, I strongly and vividly remember how she would put and lay her hands over my, my aunt and she would pray and plead the blood of Jesus over her and see that impacted me and I was reminded even until right now when the Lord spoke to me about the power of his blood I was reminded of that praying grandmother that would lay hands over my my aunt in the midst of her epileptic seizures and would call out on the blood of Jesus and as a church we have to be reminded of the power of the blood amen I don't know if you grew up and when you grew up amen you started calling on the name of Jesus but there's something that reminds God whenever you plead the blood of Jesus whenever you call on that blood whenever you call on him there's something that happens and there is so much that God has freely given us through the precious blood of Jesus that was shed for us God has provided literally our complete freedom in such a powerful powerful way through the blood of Jesus are y'all with me church see I strongly believe that the blood of Jesus has so much deliverance power has so much cleansing power and it has literally placed us in a position of power and in a position of authority our faith is established on this very blood and that is a very powerful message through the word of God because our faith stands on the blood of Jesus how many of you can say amen yeah it made us clean it made us righteous and it gives us the ability to live above the curse of sin it gives us the ability to live above every power of hell every power of the devil there is something very special that the blood of Jesus did for you and I the blood of Jesus according to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 6 raised us up 
together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus through the blood, through the cleansing power of Jesus Christ. The Lord gave you the ability to sit up in high places. He gave you the ability to sit above your natural circumstances, to sit above every influence of hell. The power of Jesus allowed you to sit in places of high privilege. Amen. He raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And in this heavenly places, I remind you, we are seated above and beyond the natural realm. We are above all the works of the enemy and we have ultimate authority over him. Look at what Luke chapter 10 and verse 19 says. It says, behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all say with me and over all over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall hurt you the blood of Jesus gave you allowed this authority to come upon you to come over you see there are people that are scared of the enemy but let me tell you something when the blood of Jesus is over you hell is afraid of you when the blood of Jesus the cleansing power the righteous power of the blood of the lamb comes over your life hell itself is afraid of you because you walk in righteousness you walk in high places you walk in the heavenlies you walk with authority and not only do you walk with all these things but now you're able to trample you're able to step on you're able to put under your feet every single infernal power and nothing can come against you and nothing can harm you are you with me The word of God says, and nothing by any means shall hurt you. And it is important in which, in the days that we live in, that as born again believers, we walk in a greater understanding of the power of his precious life giving blood. We don't just need to know about it mentally. We need to activate its supernatural work in our lives every single day because it's available for us and it's available to us as well. But we have to choose to live the blessing of our blood covenant. Are you with me? You're in a covenant. The moment you came to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you entered into a heavenly uh, covenant, into a blood covenant where he said, I will be your God and you will be my children. You will be mine and I will be yours. It is through the blood that you have free access to the throne room. It is through the blood of Jesus that you're able to come before him and plead and ask confidently before the throne of grace with such a boldness and say Lord I am here I am praying I am believing not because of your righteousness but because of his righteousness you're able to have access to the father through prayer see John 10 10 says that the thief does not come except to steal to kill and to destroy but Jesus said I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly okay it is our job to defend the blessings of Jesus that that Jesus has provided for us through the power of his shed blood see it is our responsibility to defend the blessings of God over our life 
Pastor Rafa, what do you mean it's my job to protect the blessings of God over our life? And you may be asking yourself, how do I defend, guard, and protect the blessings of God over my life? See, through the word of God, there's this man or this prophet named Balaam. Balaam was hired by the Moabites. And the Moabites caught Balaam because he, they, they knew that the prophet of God had power in his mouth to declare blessing and to declare curse. So the Moabites hire Balaam and they say, Balaam, we'll give you an example, $50,000 if you can curse the people of God, the people of Israel. We want you to come against them because we understand that there is great authority and great power through your, your, your tongue, through what you speak. And if you would go and you would curse the people of Israel, we're gonna give you those $50,000. Imagine Balaam, maybe his eyes lit up and said, whoa, that's a lot of money, right? But he said, I'm only gonna be able to do the things that God tells me to do. So, uh, so it comes to a point whenever he there invoking the name of God and the Lord speaks to Balaam and says to Balaam, Balaam you cannot curse, no one can curse what I have blessed, no one can touch my anointing and no one can touch my special people and see it's so amazing because the people, the Moabites got so frustrated because they hired him to curse Israel but he couldn't because no one can curse that which the Lord has blessed and they tried again and instead of cursing the people of God he had to bless them and he tried again and again and again and listen he cannot curse that which the Lord had blessed but although he didn't curse that which God had blessed Balaam revealed a secret to the Moabites and he said you can't touch them but there's something that you can do that will allow the blessings, I'm sorry, allow the curse to come upon them. Get beautiful women. Get, 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 get women that would go and seduce them. Allow them to walk in sin and curse should be upon them. The word of the Lord says that the wages of sin is death. So the prophet knew exactly what to do in order to allow the curse to come in the camp of Israel. He said, I won't curse them, but I'll get the money and I'll let you know in on a little secret. I'll let you know how they can go, how, how you can go and affect them. And see, there's something that I understood through this story, that as people of God, we are responsible to protect the things that the Lord has given us because too much is given. Amen? 
Much is expected, much is required of. And see, the Lord wants us to be good steward of the blessing of God, whether it be spiritually, whether it be physically, whether it be financially. You are responsible for your family. You are responsible for leading your house. You are responsible, men, to, to begin to protect the blessings of God over your household. Woman, you are responsible for your children as well to teach them to guide them alongside with your husband but you have to be so protective and guard that blessing of God over your life and do not allow the curses of the enemy to come over your house and over your life listen to me obedience to the Lord is the key to help you defend to help you guard, to help you protect the blessings of the Lord over your life. Whenever you obey the Lord, you are protecting, you are guarding, you are taking hold of the precious things that the Lord gives you and you're saying, no one is gonna take away what the Lord has given me. I'm gonna walk in obedience. I'm gonna hold on to it. I'm gonna hold on to it very tight because this is my blessing. Do you remember Jacob in the Bible? Jacob fought for a blessing and see once you get a hold of that blessing you're not willing to let go you're not willing to let go because it cost you prayer because it cost you to be on your knees crying out to God it cost you time it cost you the ability to surrender Obedience to the Lord will guard and protect the blessings that the Lord has placed over your life. See, there is a supernatural power that is activated in our lives as we align ourselves, as we align our thoughts, as we align our words, and as we align our actions with the truth that is found through the blood covenant. Something begins to happen. As a pastor, as a minister, as a son or daughter of God, you know, we, we carry such a great responsibility because every time we stand before you, we don't take it lightly. Every time we stand before you, we, with all of our hearts, want you to walk in a very victorious life. We, we are, are so excited whenever we see the Lord doing something in your life Whenever we see families being transformed and renewed and empowered and, and old habits begin to go away because the new habits of the kingdom of God and the new mindset begins to be established over you. Guess what happens in our heart? We get so excited to see that and see one of the things that we want to encounter every single time that we bring the word of God to you is we want your life to be super, super, super blessed in all the areas and see, I I want you to walk in a greater victory than you have ever known and that you, that you have ever experienced in your life. We want you to do that. But see the Lord in Deuteronomy chapter 30 say something. He says, here I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Today I put them before you. I set them before you. But it is your responsibility to choose what is it that you want. Do you want life or do you want death? 
Do you want blessings or do you want curses? What is it that you want? But today, my prayer for you is that the Lord will give you the determination, that the Lord would give you the strength, that the Lord will give you the willpower, the willpower to constantly choose life and choose blessings over your life and over your family and over your generations so that you will lead a very prosperous life. But listen, only through his life-giving blood are we able to obtain that abundant life for us through the life-giving blood of Jesus he made provision for the redemption and the salvation of every generation throughout history have you ever thought how costly it was for God to make man pastor what do you mean how costly it was for God to make man listen it was costly because man would have something that was called free will and with that free will, men, was go- men were going to open up the door to sin, which is death and eternal separation from God. And this was never God's original intention. His heart's greatest intention was that we would enjoy his presence and his essence forever. Because of his tremendous love, he decided to prepare or, or he was prepared to pay the price for his children with his very own blood. See, tell your neighbor, neighbor, you're, you were expensive. You were expensive. Oh, pastor, but I don't feel valuable. You were expensive. God invested in you. God invested so much in you. You were expensive. Ay, es que no valgo nada. Mentira del diablo. Amen. You are, you are worth so much. You are so valuable. You were costly to God. Amen. He invested. And once the Lord invests in you, he doesn't want his investment to go to waste. And that's why constantly he's calling you out with strings of love. And he's saying, come to me. Come to me. And that's why, you, that's why before you came to Christ, you, have an, uh, you had an annoying Christian at your door, at your workplace. Everywhere you would go, someone would call. Where someone would tell you about Christ because the Lord made an investment in you and he didn't want you to perish that's why now God is using you and is giving you a heart burden for the souls because he doesn't want to lose his investment in other people because it cost them the power of his blood to do something inside of you and inside of those around you see first John chapter 3 and verse 1 says behold what manner of love the father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Before man ever had breath in his body, God had determined that the life of the flesh would be inside of the blood. Are you with me? It was the breath of God that brought Adam to life. When God breathed into his nostrils, something happened. When God did this, it caused blood to flow into every single part of his body through the veins. Has your, has your hand or feet ever been numb before? Has anyone here suffered with bad circulation? Yeah. You know what blood does? Blood transports and moves oxygen through your whole body. So that's why whenever you have bad circulation, you start feeling numb because it's not going anywhere. And if it's numb and without blood for a very long time, something really bad can happen. And that's why the enemy doesn't want the church knowing the power of the blood. 
Because the moment you know the power of the blood, whenever you don't know the power of the blood, listen, numbness will come. Death will come. But when you know the power of the blood and the necessity of it, then life will start flowing through the body of Christ again. Are you with me? See, so when God breathed, breathed in into Adam, blood began to flow in him and he became alive. Adam was brought into spiritual life and into a natural life when God breathed over him that day. Imagine how the Lord felt when he saw that man's eyes all of a sudden opened. And I can imagine for a second that the Lord formed man out of the dust of the ground and he began to to shape them and mold them because see every time the lord would create something he would speak it into existence but whenever the lord created man he didn't speak man into existence only but he formed them with his very own hands that's right whenever god began to give life to you you are unique because the lord created you with his very own hands even before the universe was set into motion so he, he goes and he forms and scopes the man out of the dust of the ground. And all of a sudden, I can imagine God very excited. And the Lord began to say, okay, the time comes when I will blow over Adam and life will be poured out onto him. And he breathed over him and I can imagine that maybe Adam was like this and all of a sudden when the breath of God came Adam just went like that and he started breathing and he started looking around at everything that the Lord had created for him to enjoy listen his chest began to move with a breath of life the pulse inside of him began to take life all of a sudden man started breathing the organs inside of him began to function and begin to work and I can imagine that the Lord was so excited and he said I have formed man and look at what I have formed it is good it will be prosperous it will be fruitful and it will multiply because the intention of God over your life is for you to be fruitful it's for you to multiply it's for you to be empowered that is the original intention of God over you that you would establish a firm relationship with him that you would enjoy his presence that you would enjoy his love. Blood was flowing through this man called Adam and life was given to him by God's very own breath. Are you breathing today? Are you breathing today? Every breath that you take is because of the will of God over your life. And if you're still breathing the purposes and the plans that God has planned and originated for you, listen to me, have not come to an end. If you're still breathing, it's because the Lord still has work to do through you and in you and in your family and in your generations. Are you with me, church? Blood was flowing through this man. Life was given to him by God's very own breath, but this same man that is now that was now alive would have the very God of all creation die for him and for every mankind that would come after him. The very joy of God ended up going against the will of God. But listen, even in the midst of man's disobedience, even in the midst of nakedness of man, even when men tried to cover themselves because they were ashamed. I love it that when the Lord comes, God's love was so powerful that he was willing to cover their nakedness. And I don't know how you felt. There's a lot of people that have stopped 
going to church or following God or, or seeking the kingdom of God simply because they feel unworthy. But Adam and Eve felt unworthy and the Lord decided to cover their nakedness. And it is said that the Lord caused a sacrifice to happen and blood was shed in order to cover the nakedness of men. Leviticus 17.11 says, for the life of the flesh is in the blood and I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls for it is the blood that makes atonement. Now, a lot of you guys may be familiar with the word atonement and some of you may not, but listen, the Hebrew word for atonement is, is, is K-A-P-H-A-R, kafar, and it means to cover over. It means to atone for sin and, and, per, and, for sin and persons by legal rights. See, atonement is good. This is what atonement does. <clears throat> so when atonement comes over your life, the people of God in the Old Testament would literally have to go and present a blood sacrifice for every single one of their sins. So can you imagine that every time you sinned or any time a, a memory of you sinning would come over you, amen, you would have to present a, a sacrifice before the Lord. So what atonement did, let's say this is your sin, what atonement did, it would do this. It would cover that sin. And see, every time that the, that the Lord would look at you, he wouldn't be looking at your sin anymore, but he would be looking at the atonement or the blood that covers that sin. But at the end of the day, let me ask you, was sin still under there? So atonement, say with me, atonement is good, but there's something even better. Whenever the Lord saw that men was lost and men needed to be rescued, the Lord said, you know what? I need to do something about that. And when Jesus was offered as a sacrifice for our sins, his blood did so much more than just atone our sins. His blood did so much more than just cover your sins. Listen, the blood of Jesus came and he wiped out every single one of your sins. The Lord didn't cover your sins. The Lord wiped them out completely. Are you with me? See? There's something so powerful in this. Psalms 103.12 says, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. So when I read this scripture, my question was, Okay, God, so as far as the east is from the west, but why does it not say as far as the north is from the south? So what I did, I consulted with one of my mentors, Mentor Google, amen, and... And, and it took me to, to a website, and, and, and this is so powerful because when I was reading it, I'm going to read exactly what it said. I added some things here and there, but it says a phrase as far as the east is from the west is meant to communicate an infinite, is meant to communicate infinite space. So the word infinite means there's no limit. It's endless in space, in extent, or in size. And listen to the definition of infinite. It means it is impossible to measure or calculate. So east, listen, this is what it said. East is in one direction and west is in the other. 
This is different from north and south. You can travel north only so far to the geographic North Pole before being forced to travel south. Therefore, north and south meet at the poles, but east and west, they never meet. No matter how far you travel east, you will never reach a point at which, you ne- at which your next step will be westward. Are you with me? There is no point. It's infinite. So the Lord said, I will cast your sins as far as the east is from the west infinitely infinitely Jesus see so in other words God is telling us that he would wipe our sins to infinity and beyond amen and once he removes it from us he will never again hold it against us so this means that God is not keeping a list to hold against you If you are living in regret over the things of your past, it's time to let it go. The past is any, anything or any time prior to the moment you're in right now. So don't hold on to your sins. Let them go. Let them go. When you remind God of your sin, you're bringing accusation against yourself and you're coming into agreement with the enemy. And the book of Revelations mentions that the enemy, the devil, is the accuser of the brethren, is the accuser of those that have been blood washed by the lamb. And he says, oh, but look at the sin. Look at the things that you did. Look at the error that you committed a year ago, two years ago, a month ago, a day ago. But listen, once you come under the blood of Jesus, your sin is annihilated. Your sin is removed your sin is wiped out completely oh precious blood precious blood listen there's people that are still struggling with that past sin and I'm telling you right now let it go begin to walk in freedom if you truly repented of your sin if you truly said God I want to be changed I want to be transformed I want to be renewed that wiped out all your sins a few nights after I, a, a night or two after I prepared this message, I saw myself in a dream. And in that dream, I was in an old house. And the house was, I was like in the garage area, and the house was extremely dirty, filthy, and dark. And I remember in that dream, I had a big bottle of liquid in my hands, and I began to spray it all over the place. And every time I would spray it over the darkest stains, something happened the darkest stains begin to get removed and I remember seeing oil stains on the floor and when I began to spray that liquid over the over the floor all of a sudden that dark stain would be completely done away with and I would see the tiles completely white and completely clean and after I woke up I was reminded of the power of the blood of Jesus through this dream what can wash away my sin nothing but the blood of Jesus what can make me whole again nothing but the blood of Jesus Oh, precious is a flow that makes me white as snow. And Isaiah, in the book of Isaiah, it mentions that although your sins would be scarlet, hey, listen, he says, I will make them white as snow again. No matter how dark your sin was, no matter how dark your past was, let me tell you, the blood of Jesus is able to take away and remove the darkest and filthiest sin over your life. See, Mr. Clean can clean your bathroom, but it can't clean you enough to take you into the throne room. 
Amen. Lysol spray can disinfect your home, but you can, it can't do the same for your soul. It, it's it's going to be kind of cheesy, but listen to this. Clorox can widen up some things on the outside, but it can never widen up the things in the inside. There is something that only the blood of Jesus can do. The blood of Jesus, listen, can clean can disinfect and can widen up every single fiber of your being. It can clean your conscience. It can clean your soul. It can clean everything and all that you are. Only the blood of Jesus. So stop living under the accusation of the enemy. Go to scripture to see what God says that you are as his people of covenant and agree with him and say, God, if your word says it then I believe it if your word says it then I will come into agreement if your word declares it then I will abide by your word and not by the lies of hell and not by my own thoughts there is power in the word so our need for our savior the messiah Jesus to shed his innocent precious blood and redeem us began when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden and through that one act they opened the door to death for themselves and for every generation that would follow after that from that first sin our sin nature was introduced Romans 3:23 says for all say with me for all for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. For all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 5.18 says, Through the trespass of one man came condemnation for all men. This sin nature would mean that every person born on the earth from, the, from that point on would be born with polluted blood. Sinful blood. This brought a curse of sickness, of mental oppression, of anxiety, of fears, and all the things that the enemy uses to harass us. But God saw our condition, and he came to our rescue. Look at what Ezekiel 16, 4 through 6 says. It says, as for your birth, on the day that you were born, your navel cord was not cut, nor were you washed in water to cleanse you. You were not rubbed with salt, nor wrapped in swaddling cloths. No, I pitied you to do any of these things to you, to have compassion on you. But you were cast out in the open field to the loathing of your person in the day that you were born. But this is a verse that really impacts me. Verse 6, it says, when I passed by you and saw you, say with me, polluted, polluted in your own blood, I said to you, when you were in your blood, live. And indeed, I said to you, when you were in your blood, when you were in the polluted, the pollution of sin, when you were there suffering, where you were there, that no one had mercy or compassion with you, the Lord shouted and he said, live. Do not die. Live. Live. Don't be in that same condition anymore. Live. You may look dirty right now. It may look like no one had compassion on you. But the Lord is crying out and he's saying to his people, live. 
He's saying to those out there that are still lost and blinded by sin, live. And he's waiting for the church to wake up so that we would extend that same grace and that same mercy to the people that are out there. So before you came to the Lord Christ, he was shouting out and he was saying, live, live, live. Oh, it feels like I don't have hope. And he's over there crying out, live. Pastor, I feel that my life has no purpose. And from heaven above, he's crying out, live. Pastor, I feel like I can't make it anymore. And from heaven, there is a voice that is calling out and crying out and proclaiming to you, live. Do not die in your sin. Do not die in your rebellion. But live, live, live. I have plans and I have a hope for you and I have a future for you and the Lord Lord is crying out from heaven and he is saying live the curse came through a man so the breaking of the curse would require a sinless man to come and shed his blood and Romans 5:18 says through the righteous act of one came justification of life for all men and this is why the father cries out from eternity it echoes through eternity it echoes through time it echoes through space the voice of the living god that cries out live Hebrews 9:12 says neither by the blood of goats and calves but by his own blood. Listen. In the Old Testament, not anyone could access the presence of God. You had to be completely cleaned. Even your underwears had to be cleaned. Literally, read the Bible. Amen. Everything about you had to be completely perfect. Not one stain could be over you. And the priest would enter, and when the priest would enter, they would have little bells around their, their, their robes. And every time they would walk, it would cause a noise to happen because when there's life, there's noise. Amen. Whenever there's life, there's a praise and a shout that comes out of the people of God. Amen. Whenever there's spiritual life, there's noise. So listen, the robes are covered by these bells around it. And, and they, every time they would walk, they would make a noise. They would make a commotion. And they would tie a cord or a robe to them. And when they would go into the Holy of Holies, if these people were not completely clean. The holiness of God would... And when they heard no more bells ring, no more sound coming out from that place, they would drag them out. They would drag them out. They would drag them out. But see, even the priest had to offer atonement for their sins because ministers weren't perfect. Not back then and definitely not now. So be, have mercy with us as well. Be compassionate to us as well. Amen. Listen. So the word of God in Hebrews 9.12 says that in this holy place, the blood of a lamb or a calf had to literally be shed for you and that would cover you. But look what this verse says. It says, neither by the blood of goats or calves, but by his own blood. He entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption he went into the holy place and jesus said father my blood is enough they will all have access through the power of the blood
through the power of, your, of the blood of Jesus, your sins are wiped away. But through the power of the blood of Jesus, you're able to present yourself to a holy God and ask Him confidently and boldly and have a relationship with Him. Not because of your righteousness, not because of how clean you are, but, about how, but because of how clean He is. Now you're able to obtain miracles, breakthroughs. You're able to obtain a life of prayer and intimacy with the Lord because of His sacrifice. I want you to stand to your feet, please. God's plan was that we'd be justified and brought back from death to life by Jesus' sacrifice. And the price sins demands, sin demands his death, but God has always been willing to pay the price for us to have an abundant life through the covenant of his son's unpolluted shed blood. Lift up your hands, church. Something powerful is going to happen right now. Lift up your hands and begin to pray. Jesus, I thank you for the power of your blood. I thank you for the power of your blood. I thank you because curse has been broken. Generational curses have been broken because of the power of the blood. Generational curses have been broken because of the power of the blood. Everything that is polluted, Lord Jesus, is now being cleansed because even the darkest and the filthiest of sin is able to come under that blood. And when it comes under that blood, there is something that happens, Lord Jesus. So right now I pray for revelation to come over the people of God. Revelation of the power of the blood. Lord Jesus, I pray right now that they would no longer live under the accusation of hell that they would no longer live under the accusation and the condemnation that has been coming against them, Lord. But I pray that a people would come together and that they would begin to surrender their lives to you because a life of a believer is a surrendered life, Lord. And whether we don't have it our way, Father God, we just want it your way. We don't want it our way, Lord. We want it your way. Whether it not look like we want it to look, Lord, but we want to have it your way because you know and we know Lord that your way is so much greater your plans are so much greater than our plans Lord your mercy is so much greater than we can ever comprehend Father God I break the power of condemnation and of sin over your people through the covenant of the blood of Jesus Christ Lord I pray for every person that is desperate for an encounter with you today that they would encounter God that they would encounter and a living God that they would encounter life that they would encounter blessings that they would encounter victories all the days of their lives father God I thank you in the mighty name of Jesus let's give God a big round of applause I bless you church thank you for joining us and a special thanks to those who have given to support this ministry without you none of this is possible if you like this podcast, please like and subscribe and share it on social media. Thank you for listening. God bless you.